Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, welcome to Industrial Talk, and thank you very much for your support. This is where we celebrate industry heroes all around the world because you're bold, you are brave, you dare greatly, you're making my life a better life, and you're making the world a better place. That's why this platform is all about your celebration. And we are, as you can tell, there's a lot of buzzy buzz going in the background. That means we are on site at the Fabtech. Well, it's it's Fabtech. It's uh, it's not a conference. It's what is it? Fabtech. Oh, it's uh, it's an exhibit. That's it. It's a Fabtech exhibit. Atlanta, Georgia is the location, and we are having a dandy time. In the hot seat, Matteo Dario, and he's with Rexroth, a Bosch company. Let's get cracking. Resistance welding is on the docket. You're saying to yourself, Scott, I don't know anything about resistance welding. Yeah, you do. It's exciting stuff. How you doing, Matteo? Good. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing well. Appreciate it. We had, uh, uh, if you haven't noticed, if you go out to the YouTube channel, Industrial Talk, you'll find uh, there was a speed dating with uh, Mateo and Team uh, Rex Roth on whatever their technology is. It's got some detail associated with it. So we were all into it, man. So I'm sorry. I'm adjusting as we go along because apparently I think I'm hot. I'm looking at my all the little indicators. So anyway, having a good conference? Yes, very good, very good indeed. That's the first time for me here in Atlanta, and uh, I'm enjoying it. Oh yeah, very good. Yeah, you're in, uh, you're in C. I'm a Chicago boy, so yes, I live in Chicago. Yeah, and we are located in C. Yes. Yeah, you're in C. Yes, yes. And and there's a lot of big stuff going over there. That is but, true. Uh, Just robotics, welding. So before we get into the tech, uh, give the listeners a little background on who Mateo is. What what? How come you're such a great professional? Where'd you come from? Uh, so, Matteo is uh, a person who likes manufacturing, but most importantly, likes data and software. So, I'm trying to bridge this gap that there is between the OT side of things and the IT side of things. And that's been my mission for the last, I would say, seven years. Now. I got to tell you, uh, from my perspective, if you're, if you're a manufacturer and you're not in the data game, you're missing out on opportunities. You just are. I couldn't agree more, right? Uh, we see every show there is more and more software, more and more as a service product. Uh, companies that are selling software instead of hardware. And we're seeing this trend everywhere. So it's, it's an exciting time. What I always am fascinated, I, I, if, if I was a manufacturer, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, I, I've got my, I'm a manufacturer, and I know I need to go down this road, and I need to start collecting more insights into data and all that stuff. I don't even know, one, where to go. Two, who to, who to uh, trust. I, I, you know, there's a lot of people hanging their shingles out here saying, yeah, we, we do it, so. You're not the only one with this here. I mean, this is a, a serious problem, right? Everybody has it. Uh, they come to large companies like Bosch, like ours, uh, and other companies to try to uh, fill these gaps in terms of knowledge and skills. But uh, there's still a lot of ahead of everybody. Do you think it's approachable? Do you think it's really for also big companies? Bosch, thumbs up, got it, you're going to be fine. 
but but from the small to mid-sized companies, is it still you know is it approachable from you know yeah you too can play in the digital game. Um, you know what's the biggest problem for me is understanding the ROIs, understanding where you are in your um, roadmap, uh, where what is your strategy, what do you want to be in your company in the next five years. Uh, and I and I see a lot of different companies, small medium companies, trying to get into that stage where that's where I want to be. That's where I need to invest. Um, we are collecting data. A lot of companies are putting a lot of sensors on top of machines, but then what do they do? Like, that's the biggest problem. Uh, there is not a lot of value that the raw data can draw into the business side. So you need to be able to uh, analyze the data, make sense of it, and have a clear strategy, clear path across it, because it's so easy to get lost in looks and crannies and cybersecurity and many things. See, I'm, I'm always fascinated by the fact that you're absolutely right. Here's data. Apparently, I can get a tsunami of data. It's, it's the ability to be able to say, oh, that data, that's good data, that's noisy data, that data, don't even look at it, don't waste your time with it. And that's always been a challenge because you want, sure, you want to collect it, you want to look at the right data, and that requires some skills. I mean, it's a, I, don't ask me. No, no, it does, it does, absolutely. And data in its raw form, it's just another uh, voice into your, your expenses, right? It's just uh, holding, staying there somewhere uh, in a database and doing nothing. Uh, actually, data expired, believe it or not, so if you don't use it fresh, eventually it will not mean anything to you, right? Yeah, yeah. So you need to be able to use it immediately, as soon as possible, and draw intelligence. I don't know if you have seen ever those um, pyramids of... Um, that will go from raw data into intelligence, into wisdom. At the very yes, 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 right. yes. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Perfect. You know, you know this very well. Uh, so that's what you need to do. First off, you connect your machines, you make yeah. them smart, start collecting data. Then you need to shift your mindset and understand how can I drive my business using insights from that data. And then eventually you come into descriptive information, uh, and then you actually list them out. I don't think any companies. You know, I look at it this way: there's just been a lot of change. There's a lot of velocity that exists out there, just just in innovation, just. People thinking, hey, here's a new use case. This is another one. Hey, and, and it's just, from my perspective, a challenge to keep up with, right? Now, with that said, which is really interesting, so we're buzzing around this conference, Fabtech, and uh, what was interesting about this is that we went on over to, of course, C, that showcase, and then uh, we ran into Bosch, and we were talking about resistance welding. And which is interesting, just just think of a car and it's going through a thing and it's zip, 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 and you see the spark and they're, they're welding, you know, resistance welding. That's the picture. But the reality is, is that what you bring to the table is that data analytics into that spot well, that, that I was dazzled by. Take the listener through something like, like there's data in that little weld. Well, first off, let me step back a little bit. You yeah. said Zap, 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 spark comes out. That's a bad well. See, see, but, but, but <laughs> I'm is, telling you right now, on TV. And that's what it is, that's Hollywood, that's TV. That's right? it, that's because, because they have to be flashy and they have to show you that something is doing something with welding, right? But 
that flash that you see, it's multi-material being ejected from the location yes. of the welding, yeah. right? And so that is called expulsion, technically. So what we can do now with all of these that because we have been uh, making machines that do the weld, you know, we're talking about 20,000 ampere, um, so very high current, um, very fast machines that do all the stuff that resist the welding. Um, producing a lot of data, and now we are stepping into a new domain where we say, okay, what do we do with this thing? No, what are the fundamental problems of the uh, resistant welding industry? Right? The fundamental problem is understanding what is the quality of my weld. So how is it done right now? Is it done through destructive testing or using non-destructive technologies, for example, ultrasonic technologies, right? So uh, if you have to do this using destructive testing, you have to peel off your parts, uh, and then you destroy the part, and you can measure the quality of your weld. But you're not being proactive, right? You're not being um, adapting to whatever kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. you know configuration might happen in your system. So you might have a bad batch of uh, weld guns, right? Or tips, or whatever you're doing wrong. Your tip testing, uh, and so. The only way that you can do this and you can discover these problems is, is through data, right? And so we are helping our customers really digging further and exploring the potential of this data-driven business. That's what we call it, right? So collecting the data coming from the machine, uh, helping them, making, transforming the raw data into actionable information, and then deriving this quality metrics, for example, uh, that are going to be very, very helpful for any application. So, I get it. You're, you're honing in on that, that weld. You're getting data out of that weld. You are improving the quality of that weld, and you're seeing it. Where do you see it going? Does I mean, isn't there a point where I'm a? I got it. I see. Is there even more room to improve that weld? Um, so you're asking me to look into the future of uh, yes, this type of technology in the next five to ten years. Yes, there is always. I believe there is always going to be room for improvements. Uh, at some degree, at some level. So, uh, if I have to do some wild guesses, um, for example, integrating robot data, PLC data from the cell into the welding controller, or maybe sharing all of these data available in one station throughout the entire controller cell, right? So you have your PLC, robot controller, welding controller, all of them sharing the same type of data, uh, and then we'll have a big impact on the quality. Um, there can be also post-processing um, technologies, for example, uh, visual technologies that will examine um, the location of the spot that, that, that was welded uh, and determine the quality using uh, a non-intrusive technology. So that can, that can also happen, right? But what we are right now is we are slowly introducing um, in the world of you know welding, or in the OT world, we are introducing a lot of IT technologies, uh, and uh, for example, we are introducing cloud computing, we are introducing uh, artificial intelligence. So many different things right now can make a big impact on the current setup. And, and, and what I like about it is the fact that you're going to catch, you're going to get ca catch defects before they become really bad. You're going to say, hey, here's a defect. We're able to use the available innovation, the available technology to be able to do that, and, and then significantly improve the quality of whatever it is. 
and that's where that's where we want to be. That's what we want to deliver. I still remember the first time that I went on site visiting a very large customer of ours, um, and I saw a couple of welding engineers walking station to station with a piece of paper in their hands, writing down the quality information of those welds that they want to measure. And I felt, man, this is really like 1960s almost, right? Technology. We can certainly do something better than this right now, uh, and we can. So uh, the solution that we are delivering now to our customers uh, aim in that direction, being more proactive, uh, and being more um, agile when it comes to um, intervene and, and set up the right parameters for a, a proper configuration of whatever quality you want to achieve. So, it, it sounds great, you know. I, I mean, we can try to blow holes into the solution, but it it, it sounds um, like a good solution. What would be the pushback of companies? Like, what what is it? Because I'm going, wow. No, there is a big pushback, and that's um, the big old pushback that all the major OEMs manufacturers uh, put in. That's the number one question that we got every time we present this mission to somebody. What about my data? You know, what do you do with the data? So this is this is this is the uh, this is the issue, right? Companies need to do more with their data, but they are scared of using the data and having their data somewhere that is not on premise, that is not in their own plan. So oh, the question that we get always, yeah. the very first one, is how do you use our data? What do you do with the data? You know, we use a public platform on the cloud to store the data. We operate it, we maintain it, we uh, abide to very strict um, cybersecurity uh, right, regulations right. that Bosch imposed and everything. Uh, but that's not enough in some, in some cases. So they still want to wait. The good news is this is a trend, a macro trend in the industry, and eventually small, medium, tier one, tier right. two are going to change their mindset into actually moving in the cloud direction and allowing other companies to make business. Do, do you, could you sort of, and, and this might be a pushback too, a um, sort of a co-cross co whatever, it's yeah. like, hey, here, here's a company down in North Carolina and then here's a company up in Boise, Idaho. And, and the environment is different, whatever it might be, but you're able to take, take through that uh, a better position or view of, of where you're going with that. Right, right, right. So, without getting into too many IT technical um, I Don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, there can be a hybrid cloud, hybrid cloud in the sense of the manufacturer holds the data in their own cloud. Uh, infrastructure, and then we access on demand just to provide the right. Uh, for example, uh, we were discussing about nuggets as prediction. Yeah, right? yeah, which is so pretty cool, by the way. Nuggets as prediction, we need the data from the customer to, to produce this, right? So they can just give us what we need to calculate the nuggets as prediction, and then no more, right? So it's something that can happen from cloud to cloud. There could be something that we can do in the future, but again, my hope and my, my um, I guess I'm an optimist in that sense, uh, many tier one suppliers and many OEMs change their minds and accept more and more the fact that their clouds are going to be, their data are going to be on the cloud. There's nothing we can do about it, right? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, you can, you can be, you can try to resist that, but come talk to me in five years and it's going to be even more. And, and, 
there are plenty of companies out there that are committed to protection of the data and, and you know, it's just, whether you like it or not, it's, it's just, also, also figure it out. I'll give you another pointer. Cards are becoming computers on wheels, right? And uh, manufacturers are not IT companies, so they need to rely on somebody that is an expert in IT and some security. Um, and therefore, the more they, the more cards we can have on the road to use the data, the more need they will have to host them somewhere, right? To store them somewhere and analyze them. It's going to happen, whether you like it or not. And my my recommendation has always been, hey, you got to move forward. It is happening. You, you you've got to find companies like Bosch and others to to help you on this journey. Because if you're not if you're not mining the data in a way that is tactical in your business, you're missing out. You're missing out on gold. Absolutely. You know. So, anyway. All right, how do people get a hold of you there, Mateo? Yeah, they can uh, come visit us in uh, section uh, C, uh, forgot, <laughs> where we are the number of our, our stand. Yeah. Or they can just uh, go on our website and uh, look up for what we can do. Well, I'm going to have all your contact information out on Industrial Talk, so fear not, you can reach uh, Mateo. You guys got your fingers on the pulse of all of this. This is great stuff. I like it. Thank you. Thank you very Man, much. i got to tell you, I, I enjoyed it. Every bit of the conversation just because it's, it's, it's intriguing. All right, once again, we're broadcasting from Fabtech, Atlanta, Georgia. It's not a lot of people, huh, Mateo? There's a ton of people. It's exciting. It's got a lot of energy. All right. It does, man. All right, we're going to broadcast, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. I'm going to have all the contact information for Mateo. So do not go away. Fear not. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk. That was Mateo. That was at Fabtech. That was last year. And I've been looking out at his stat card and uh, what he has today. He was with Rex Roth, which is a Bosch company, and he moved within Bosch to an organization called Growth Platform. And what's interesting about this, and this is where everybody's going, whether we like it or not, whether you... You embrace it or not, and we've got to figure out that solution. This is, uh, it looks like an IAPM. Don't know what that stands for, but it does include digital twin as well as artificial intelligence. And if I had a nickel every time with somebody talking about digital twin or artificial intelligence and applying that to manufacturing and all aspects of the manufacturing world, yeah, I'd be rich because... It has to happen. You need to be engaged, and Industrial Talk is here to help deliver the education and help deliver the uh, collaboration opportunities because they're all out there. Just FYI, you need to get engaged. And and again, uh, Fabtech next uh, this year, Fabtech Chicago, and it's going to be bigger and better. And everybody's there to solve problems which is always just a fantastic opportunity all right this ecosystem this industrial talk ecosystem needs you and it needs you to just be engaged because we're trying to educate collaborate and of course uh innovate go out to industrial talk all of mateo's contact information as well as all of the other professionals that have been on this platform all out there and they want to connect be bold be brave dare greatly hang out with mateo and you will 
change the world. We're going to have another wonderful conversation as we work through the content from Fabtech shortly, so stay tuned.